know who it is. This is Tay Wiz, of course. This is live after hours of the man cave with my co-host. This is Mark Senior. We about to talk. We got a couple of items and things that we want to talk about tonight on the podcast. First and foremost, oh, we're gonna start with Kareem Hunt with his one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. Do you do you agree with this? Is this a good call for the Cleveland Browns, or they should have waited a little bit longer before they signed Kareem Hunt to this deal? Uh, I'm, I'm real indifferent about it. I, I know Kareem Hunt is a beast out there on the field, but he did have a, you know, the DV, the video footage, you know, him getting into altercation. It wasn't quite as bad as some of his, his other football counterparts, but, you know, it was still a, a domestic violence case. But they only got him for a one-year deal, so if they took a chance on Josh Gordon for all those years, they can take a chance on him. Right. And, you know, and speaking about Kareem Hunt, we know he's went to high school and will be stopped and play college football in Toledo. And they, they had a troubled background. Well, when I thought when the Browns picked him up for one year, I thought it was, a, it was a good thing that the Browns did because who drafted him the first time? John Dorsey in Kansas City. Who's bringing him back to the Browns? John Dorsey. The one-year deal, I think it's only, what, $1.5 million in San and the crazy thing is, I'm glad he did have a chance. I believe in second chances. I mean, I know I, the video, what I see on the video that everybody keeps saying, it didn't look like it was that much to the incident that led to it. And by that, I would say, by me being married and you being married as well, we both have children. I would never put, I would never put my hands on my wife. I know you wouldn't either. We would never do anything like that, but. I'm going to tell you one thing. When you out at these venues after 1 o'clock in the morning, it's nothing but liquor in your system. Only <laughs> you can control what goes in your body at, at certain times of the night. You know, trouble comes that way after those hours. They, we know people back home in Cleveland, we call that the devil's hour. So when you staying out that late and you having fun, with your friends, and this is happening what a year ago now around Super Bowl time. So I'm, I'm yeah, he was in, I think he was, in, he was in Cleveland, wasn't he? Huh? He was in Cleveland, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Cleveland at the Metropolitan Nine. Yeah. For some reason, the Metropolitan Nine the football place doesn't have a good ring to it. Just don't Johnny mix. Johnny Manziel. Second of all, Johnny Manziel got you know the alter- Johnny Manziel went about like two or three altercations at the Metropolitan Nine. All NFL players, when you come into Cleveland, stay away from the Metropolitan Nine. Like, dead serious. Right. Y'all out partying at these hotel spots or these suites. I y'all had a party come to y'all with y'all close-knit friends. Y'all, y'all, in, these, y'all in, these, in this atmosphere with people that's going to hate on you, they're going to get mad at you because you're going to take a picture with them, and they're going to call you all types of names, jerks and whatever. How about y'all guys be more responsible and control your whereabouts and your around being. Because this, this is this is unbelievable that each year uh athlete has to go through some type of DV case, a domestic violence case, but something. You're supposed to bring the party to you. You don't come to it. Especially not in no Cleveland. Right. Hey, like it was nothing out there for him at that time. It, it was just no, nothing no opportunities, everything to lose. You know, I, I hope he he learned from it, you know, because that will be a a, a two headed monster in the backfield for the Browns. You know, they can run some more of that wishbone. 
broadcasters. I was listening to ESPN today. Um, no, not ESPN, Fox Sports. Sorry, I said that about Fox Sports 1. They had Rob Parker on there. He said the Browns should have waited before they made a deal. They said he, the Browns made a horrible decision and they should have waited longer. I said, first and foremost, you already missed eight games already. I mean, if he, if he do get suspended, some people are calling for him to get suspended for a whole year. I heard some people say he should get suspended for 10, for 10 games. At the most, I think he's going to get suspended for four because, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Mixon, I've seen his case. What he did, he, he knocked his stuff in all that young lady. And he, I think he only received four games. Four. He was in college then, though, right? He was in college, too, but still. They said at the same time, even though he was in college, he got to that altercation. That college background still leads into his NFL career because he still got suspended. He still served time for it. Even right. though Kareem Hunt was in the NFL. But his, if you look at Kareem Hunt's video and look at Joe Mixon's video, you tell me, you, you the judge, who looks worse here? Joe Mixon with the right hook? Definitely worse. Hunt? Yeah. Because Kareem Hunt pushed the, the gentleman into the lady. And he fell into her, and he gave her, like, a little kick. Right. Joe Mixon went in there, and it was, no, it was nothing, no hostile. At least, if it was hostile, it was worse. And, and then he just punched him. It was just that, – that was hard to watch. His along with uh, Ray Rice. Those videos was hard to watch. Joe – Kareem Hunt, you know, it, it was like, it's a little easier, to, you know, to, to watch all the way through, but – Joe Mixon and Ray Rice, those were tough videos to watch. And speaking of Ray Rice, Rob Parker said, okay, Ray Rice got what he deserved, which he did. But he also said about Ray Rice, if Ray Rice had got reinstated, no team would have picked him up. I, I, I want to come to that TV and tell Rob Parker, he's lying there, if Ray Rice was available, a team would have came and picked him up. Any team. But at the same time, when I looked at the Ray Rice video footage, and I seen that one, I'm going back looking at those videos. First of all, at the time, I only think they, I think they was like, what, engaged at the time, or boyfriend and girlfriend at the time? I think his girlfriend at the time, soon was wife now, spat on him. She spit on him, right? On the, ele- on the elevator that we probably yep, did. Yep, she did. So, she spit on him. He comes back and he punched her like she was a dude in the alley. Joe kids He hit her so hard and he drug her by the hair. We look at guys like Ray Rice. Those are the type of guys who wouldn't even fight wouldn't even fight the man who said some trash to them. But you go put your hands on a woman. He had everything that's coming to him. He got suspended indefinitely. He's the sad thing about it. He's he still works for the NFL. Which is the best thing. Classes for those athletes. When you look at what Ray Rice, Ray Rice, what he did was horrible. Not only he lost his job in the NFL, he actually humiliated his wife. Right. Like, he for actually sure. hit her hard. Yeah, and he had. Well, I don't know. This was probably before. But you know, you got Jay Z. You know, it's lying in the elevator as an example of how you should have handled the situation. And right. then fast forward to now, you know, everybody make bow out of butter their jokes. But, you know, he, he did what I, I consider the right thing. He got beat up, but he did the right thing, you know, trying to avoid confrontation. You know, he got roughed up a little bit. But 
there's no way. Like you should avoid, you know, putting your hands on a woman at all costs. So those are two examples of what you know each of guys should have did, even though it may not be, you know, in Bobo's case. Oh yeah. Good, good for his his you know popularity. But we probably, I'm probably gonna take some slack for this right here, Marcus. But I'm gonna be just realistic. Women know how to get under men's skin. They get in your face. They provoke you. They they do everything. They want to hit you, provoke you, do all types of crazy things. You got to be that much strong-minded to walk away. If, if she hits you while you're walking away, so be it. And at the end of the day, not just that's not athletes. These for the working hard-class citizens that like me and you who actually go to work every day. And you don't know, you can be working with somebody at your job who actually beat on their spouse, and you won't know nothing about it. You don't know. But at the same time, a woman cannot do that to a man and provoke a man, because you know if, you, if that certain man and that woman gets together and she provokes him, he's going to hit her back. And, the, and, and no man should ever do the same thing, because all the roads, men do the same thing. A man can provoke a woman to hit him too. So at the end of the day, if y'all can't get along, Go your separate ways. Because right now, you talk about guys losing millions of dollars. Kareem Hunt was a, was a dip, to me, he was a difference maker. Why they didn't go advance to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I agree with that. If they would have had him in the backfield, they could have used up more possession, more clock time. Right. Kept Tom Brady off the field a little more. Mm-hmm. That could have been a W. Now, since he's on the Browns, we know we got Nick Chubb, who had a stellar rookie year. Now you got Duke Johnson trying to three-year deal, $15 million at the beginning of the season. Now you got Kareem Humphrey there for one-year deal. So what do you do with a crowded backfield? Well, first they got to figure out, like you said, if Kareem Humphrey don't play or not. If he faces a suspension, then it's just the low going to be on Nick Chubb, and they're probably just going to use Duke for, you know, dick and duck plays, you know, you know sweeps and stuff like that. But All when right. he comes back, you can, uh, like I said, you can do what they was doing. Uh, I think like when Freddie Kitchens first took over the offense, you know, oh, yeah. they was running a wishbone. Oh, yeah, running did a wishbone for the Tally Tigers. Yes, running a wishbone, the and they and they can you know pick and choose who get the ball win because both of those is big guys, right. you know, who can have you know you know take a heavy you know, workload, you know, 20, 30 carry. Exactly. So. Double the Korean hunt. I thought the Browns made a good pickup with that one. They got because the, the, the sad part about this before we take on before we leave off this subject. Did you know that Kansas City tried to pick him back up? Kansas City no, tried to pick know. him back up. They wanted to, to bring him back to the team. They released him so fast. They want to be that team and say we gonna we kept him on our roster. They don't want to look back because you know come that was a PR move. It was a good move. Wow. But at the same time, you release him, man. You think he's gonna come back to your to your organization? I don't think that was gonna happen. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I definitely didn't know that they tried to pick him back up. Tried to pick him back up. So the Browns, Browns said, "You know what, Jim Dorsey said, no, I draft you." Just the whole thing. I want to say, people probably didn't know. Jim Dorsey. I mean, not Jim Dorsey. John Dorsey. When it probably happened, he probably called Kareem Hunt after it happened. Been talking to him. Been giving him some type of type of leadership and guidance of what's going on. And what did Kareem Hunt do? He said, once I become eligible to get back in the NFL, I want to give you guys a talk. I want to come to your organization. You one who believed in me from the from, from jump. Because John Dorsey has a history of drafting players who have a 
like a little bad history. Tyreek Hill was another one. He had a, he had a uh, little incident I can't recall, but at the end of the day, Tyreek Hill so far been in the NFL for the last few years. He's been a model citizen. I think Kareem Hunt could do the same thing. All right, don't tell me too. Next thing we're going to do. Since we're still on, on this Browns thing, Robert Kraft, the New England Patriots owner, the winner of six Super Bowls. Josh Gordon played 11 games before he got suspended. He will receive an NFL Super Bowl ring, even though he wasn't on the active practice squad. How do you feel about that? Him receiving the ring, but not being part of the of the long haul of the playoffs, and of course, the, the World's Championship Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. I mean, I guess, you know, the, the Patriots, they got six rings. I guess they figured, hey, he helped us get partially there. Because right. before he came, they, they definitely didn't have a deep threat. Right. I don't know if Edelman was back yet. He may have been back. But they they didn't have anybody that Tom Brady could throw the ball to at all. And he kind of got them, you know, you know, a couple wins to get them in rhythm. Right. You know, to avoid missing the playoffs. So I guess he deserves a ring for that. I think the reason he got a ring, this is just hypothetically speaking, Tom Brady Tom Brady threw his what? His five hundred something what he threw like five hundred touchdowns something like that already? Yeah, he threw he threw one of them to, to Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, right? Yeah. And the, the sad part about it is Josh Gordon is like a, a black cat. He get nine lives. They are considering <laughs> Bringing him back, he can get reinstated back into the NFL for the New England Patriots. That's crazy. Wait, he must didn't have to take no test. They they just he just did what he did with the Browns. Took the lead before the test came. I mean, a guy like a guy like Josh Gordon has so many chances. He got more chances than a jail felon that's out here free. (laughs) Trying to get a job, and you talk about a felon who cannot get a job at Burger King, uh, Napa Auto Parts, but Josh <laughs> Gordon, he get in trouble with the NFL. I'm not knocking him, but this, I'm just speaking facts. You got millionaire owners, especially Robert Kraft, said, "You know what? I pay for Josh Gordon treatment. We're gonna give him the best treatment that we can, so he can still be part of the Patriots family." So it's just the, what we call the Patriots hey, way. It gotta be that thing. Well, you know, Robert Kraft a dream chaser, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm not surprised about Robert Kraft doing that, but I am surprised about the NFL allowing it. Even though I don't know what exactly his uh, uh, will he keep getting in trouble with? I don't know if it's weed or drugs or you know, or, you know, other drugs. But right. if it's just weed, it's like, you know, it is what it is. Like it's legal, you know, in most in some in a lot of states now. So. They might as well just let that be, you know, okay. But still, if it's the rules are rules, right? And now, if he's just gonna keep breaking them, you can't just at some now, point it got to be a stop. Now, if Josh stop. Gordon, right? If Josh Gordon played for the Browns, and the guy that kept getting in trouble and trouble, how long he'd have been suspended for? Definitely, have been back. <laughs> oh, he's been <laughs> gone. He was right. no more in, in in the NFL football league no more. And I think. He could get he he got more tries than the number one overall draft pick. What they've been what 12, 13 years since Jamarcus Russell got drafted by the Raiders and he had a codeine problem. 
drinking and lean. Oh, yeah, people that forget about strong arm Jamarcus Russell that played for the LSU Tigers who had an arm like Cardell Jones from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Shotgun, what's that, Shotgun Cardell Jones? And you look at Jamarcus Russell who had an addiction with Codeine. He did not get that same type of treatment that Josh Gordon is going through. So I look at this part on the half of and the NFL. Jamarcus Russell also was like madly out of shape and right. overweight though. <laughs> right. And the sad, look, the NFL PA, they grouped me to get together and gotta come up with better rules. Cause certain teams benefit from certain rules. All the time. When I look at certain rules like the NFL waiver wire, how come the New England Patriots always the first team on the waiver wire to pick up a player? No, they come with this. The New England Patriots, that Josh Gordon back into the league. Not only he getting the Super Bowl, like I said, they paying for his treatment, which I, I applaud that because if you the best way he do need some help. But at the same time, I don't think that's really helping him because he's like, no, if I if I mess up again, the Patriots got my back. He's not learning from his mistakes. He has to really go into a real Betty's Ford Center, go in there for almost four months, and be sober. Because it's, it's, he's really fighting a demon inside of his body that he can't shake. Yeah, he needs to get some some real help. I mean, if Robert Kraft paying for it, hopefully is the real deal. But for you to be, you know, blowing million dollar chances or whatever it is, like something is wrong. Like really wrong. Like this dude been as Stephen they would say, hey, this dude been in the league like seven years. He's still getting paid. League minimum. This dude have he's he probably touched a million. He never touched a million dollars collectively. But he had to sign a real big, a real big bona fide check that would set him up for the future in the long haul. Well, he keep getting these chances, but it's unbelievable. Enough of Josh Gordon. Hope he get well soon to you. Get your Super Bowl ring. He did play eleven games, but thanks for the, that draft pick that the Cleveland Browns received. I think it would be like a fourth round draft pick that we would use in April. Now, Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, this is this podcast. We are Browns fans here, and when the Browns, we knew when the Browns was gonna get good. We know Pittsburgh was gonna crumble, but they still got Big Ben back there. And matter of fact, speaking of Big Ben, you know this is real interesting. We talk about cases of domestic violence. Oh yeah, he's a Big Ben. No. been accused of rape twice. At Miami of Ohio, where he played college football at, first and foremost, you are a super grown man. You are in down and kid. It ain't a dog, but that is kitty lane. So what a millionaire doing going back to a college campus? Now, if you're not talking to the football team, but you out partying late at night on the college campus with young college girls and, and two college girls accused you of rape, we haven't heard anything about that. Why? Because Big Ben paid them off. Point blank, period. Big oh, man. Big Ben. Roethlisberger absolutely been accused of, of two rape charges, and for somehow the NFL threw that under the rug. This is unbelievable. Like, we never heard nothing about it. Nothing like, it was just mentioned once, and then it was like, that's it. They talked about it for like a whole week on ESPN, on to the next. He's getting ready for training camp. Like, Pittsburgh Steelers, their players, I don't know what's going on in that, going on in that locker room, or anything like that, but Big Ben to be calling someone out, I'm calling you out, Big Ben Roethlisberger. 
accused of raping two collegiate women. How much did you pay them? Because we want to know. I want answers. I need to know answers. Nobody's not talking about this on ESPN. But they can talk about Calvin Kaepernick taking the knee. And the reason I'm leading towards this, all these guys getting the knee for domestic violence, coming back playing football, Kaepernick didn't punch nobody. Kaepernick didn't spit nobody. He took a knee. And people say he's disrespecting the flag. He came out and said he never disrespected the flag. I know he had the pig socks on. I come from a family of first responders. Hear me on this one. And they agree with Kaepernick. He is not taking a knee for the flag. He is taking a knee for the oppression of black people and brown people. They don't get threatened like we do. As the Caucasian race don't get threatened by the police like we do. Police can come to us to put our hands up, ask for what we, they need this and that. We say, what we do? We don't do, if we don't apply, we the ones who get beat up, we get shot at, we get kicked in our behind, we get jumped on with the handcuffs on. Now, the same police officer would do that to a Caucasian guy. Tell him, put his hands up, don't move. The Caucasian guy would say, what I do wrong? I need some proof. I need some proof. I need a warrant. While he's doing all that, they get to a scruffle. He did not once pull the gun out. They duke it out. They fight. He, then he put him in handcuffs. We fight, we getting shot and killed that. I don't want to stay on the, on a sour note like that, but wrong is wrong. Kaepernick should be in somebody's locker room. Right. The reason why the NFL views are down, they say because it's Kaepernick. I feel like all these players and owners need to get together. I know they're doing something in everybody's neighborhood with the police and the football players. You don't need the football players to stand ground with the officers. You need to go in some hostile environments and the police officers and those guys and women and children that live in the neighborhood, they need to build a relationship. Because some of the stuff that's happening is happening in the in, in the unsafe environments that where people live at. And most people that grew up in the ghetto, like I did, most of them don't trust the police because they just assume that you are a bad person. Right. They they, they don't see you protecting and serving. They don't see because that's not what, what we saw growing up. Like we saw exactly what you described. You know, harassment. Right. You know, overuse of the badge. Things of that nature. Exactly. And. And we still on Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Antonio Brown requested trade. I knew this was going to happen once Davion Bell went down and wanted to leave the team because he got a franchise tag. He looking at all the other running backs getting paid. He's like, he's one, he's one of the best backs in the NFL. Davion Bell is. Sure. And, and and he's leaving, and we're going to figure out what team he's going to go to, but Antonio Brown, another guy. The way he said, It's been real, Pittsburgh, but it's time for a change. It's time for a change. And I'm not going to put – everybody keeps saying Mike Tomlin lost the locker room. It's it's more than Mike Tomlin. He's not the only guy coaching this guy. Yeah, he's a head coach, but at the same time, you got to look at the linebacker coach. You got to look at the wide receiver coach, defensive back coach. You got to look at this – from the office down to the field. You just can't put everything on Mike Tomlin. First of all, these are grown men. They're going to do what they want to do, first and foremost. True. Now, 
Big Ben supposed to be a leader, and like I said before, Big Ben can't call nobody out and see what somebody's doing wrong. Because see, that's the real reason why the trade request Big Ben. Big Ben. He losing Le'Veon Bell and he losing Antonio Brown. And I understand that if we in the locker room we fight together, but the Pittsburgh Steelers players are airing out a lot of dirty laundry, such as Juju Smith Schuster. As he said, when he's in Hawaii with the kids over there for the Polynesian um, bowl they had over there every year for the best high school athletes in Hawaii. He said, if you're going to play football, just play. We don't, need a, we don't need a bunch of Kardashians on our team. So when I heard that, I said, whoa, you taking a shot at Antonio Brown, A.B. Like, hold on, bro. Just got you calling You calling the shots out? You calling A.B. out? And the whole reason I'm looking at this why, why Antonio Brown might be mad. Now, listen to this, Marcus. Now, you tell me how you feel about this. The main reason I heard, listen to the Pittsburgh radio station of the Steelers Nation, the whole ordeal why Antonio Brown is mad because Juju Smith-Schuster got the team MVP award. What? How he get the team MVP? How? <laughs> he had a good season. Most of his targets come because Antonio Brown getting double team. Right. So that's what Antonio Brown is mad about. So when Antonio Brown is mad about a team award, you worry about a team award? I thought the whole thing is to get the main prize at the end. The whole enchilada. You can't. You That's just want, the, you just want the, the, the sauce with the, with the right. chip. You don't care about the chip. Too much to dip on your chip there. Yeah, he, he wants that queso dip, that buffalo <laughs> dip. He's worried about the buffalo dip from last season, and we're thinking about when the whole fiasco of the championship. Get the chips at the end, then you can have your dip for the team MVP. But if this is going that you mad about not getting the team MVP award, AB, come on, baby. I, I, you know, I'm going to say this. That Madden curse is real. <laughs> it, it, it's starting to look like it. I mean, he ain't getting hurt, but still. The Madden curse is real. The Madden curse is real. Marshall Falk's on the cover of Madden. Go down. Hurt his leg. Michael Vick. We all know what happened with Mike Vick. Dog fight. Sean Alexander. Goes on the mat and cover. And what happened? He didn't even play, he didn't even play five games to the next season. He was gone. <laughs> Peyton Hill signed a big deal with the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. He was gone. gone. Corey Palomaro and Larry Fitzgerald on the, on, the, on the cover together. Careers. Their careers still going strong, but they ain't the same players they were as once was. So I'm eager to see who take this cover next. Denard Roberts is on the cover of NCAA College Football for Michigan. Uh, and we don't know where he's at. If you Google Denard <laughs> Robinson, he eating everything in sight right now. <laughs> Hopefully none of the Browns players take it. Avoid it. Avoid, avoid that Madden cover, Browns. We don't need no Madden covers. Stay away. Stay away. You get on that cover, you will be forever jinxed. And at first, I didn't want to say he was jinxed, but yeah, it's, it's real out there. That Madden curse is real. The only person when John Madden, he was on the, I think he was on the first three covers. He ain't get jinxed. Rolling in big though. <laughs> <laughs> rolling in big though. But if you can give me three teams, Marcus, with Antonio Brown may land, which teams you can see 
that can that that was that would suit him the best if he wanted to go to a different team. Uh, I know it ain't gonna happen, but you know, Baker can use another target, but I don't think that's on the list. The other team, other than that, maybe the Dolphins. The Dolphins can use him. Okay, I've seen the Dolphins too to go back to go back to, at home and play, but I don't like that quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Everybody forget that Ryan Tannehill was a former wide receiver at Texas. I want to say either I think he played college football at Texas A and M. He was a former mm-hmm. wide receiver who turned quarterback. I think they're releasing Ryan though, ain't they? I think he, I think he's gone. <laughs> he's gonna be gone. Uh, I'm sure they do bring him back. That was that's what their quarterback will be, Ryan Tannehill. Don't trust him. You said the Miami Dolphins. That's a good look. Another team that you got because Miami's one of my teams too. So we both agree on that. Miami is one. What's your other? What's your other team? Uh, maybe you can go out uh, out west. I think the Rams can use. Ooh, you saying Rams? Big Jerry Goff? Yeah, because they put up three points in the Super Bowl. <laughs> they need help, right? They need. Yeah, they need. Maybe they need a new quarterback. I don't know, but they need some type of offense to help. So you saying? You said the Rams. I'm gonna go with this one. They're not gonna trade him within to the in the AFC conference. They're gonna trade him out the conference. The team that keep coming to my mind. That I can see him playing with is the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers because he don't. Randall Cobb is not the same wide receiver that he once was. He more he's more of a slot receiver. Devontae um, Adams, his big target. If you put him on the on the other side of Devontae Adams, and they got the pick to do it. Yeah, they Green do. Has the pick to 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 grab a B. They do. I think uh, that's that's probably the best fit for him with the Green Bay Packers. You know, you have a quarterback to throw the ball. Yeah, but I think uh, exactly the the Forty ers can also be a good fit for him. You know, they can get too. Jimmy San G Francisco. back. San Francisco, you, know. you get Jimmy G back. You get tight end Kittle, which is not bad. But the whole thing on San Francisco, you get your so you get that right receiver over there. They definitely got to draft a running back. They're gonna need to run it back. They got Richard Sherman back there in the back. I mean, on the back backfield, playing defensive back corner. This team has some pieces. Unfortunately, Jimmy G went down trying to be greedy, trying to get extra yardage. He tore his own ACL. He didn't get hit. He tried to run for extra yardage. He slid and no, tore his ACL. Poor guys. That's what it was. This guy, he got getting messed up out here. So we it went too much. Antonio Brown. You said we said Miami Dolphins. I said the Green Bay Packers, and you said the Rams. We both said San, we both said San Francisco. I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw a dark horse team in here, just because a team who who can get something from them. I can see him definitely playing for a team like this. You know who like you know who like bad guys. Jerry Jones, Jerry World, Dallas Cowboys would pick up Antonio Brown. If you get that, if you get Antonio Brown, and you got Amari Cooper, and you already got Zeke in the backfield, and that, will they be legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Then they should be. I mean, if they don't contend, it's either going to be because if they do get Antonio Brown, it'd be because of injury, or I hate to say it's going to be because of that, because that means he ain't giving the ball to the right people. 
Right. So now, we're still on football here, because everybody, like, y'all always talk about basketball. Just for the people out there. This is for y'all. Kyler Murray, Oklahoma Heisman Trophy winner. He said he is completely, 100% committed to football. He will be in the NFL draft. He will have an NFL pro day. He's only, they say he's what, like five, five, eight, five, seven quarterback? Like a, like a Russell Wilson. So everybody keeps saying, oh, he's making the wrong decision. He's making the wrong choice. He should be playing this. He should stick to baseball. Well, yeah, I know he's got a two-year deal with the Oakland Athletics for like $40 million north. But at the same time, that's a grown man. You cannot tell a grown man what sport he can and cannot play. Now, if he feel like he can survive in the NFL, man, you talk. Do you know how much hope that is? He's our height. So just imagine he goes out there and plays and play in in, in um and succeed. Do you know what that do to other other kids in high school that is his height playing quarterback? He will change the game forever. Give people hope. Yeah. When you look at short, successful quarterbacks, I don't even really think of really well. You could say Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, like 5'10". What cleats on probably about six feet. We've seen uh, Doug Flutie. Flutie was one, yeah. He had an okay NFL career. Drew Brees. Now you got Baker Mayfield. So, you know, everything in the NFL, teams are looking for the next, the next it guy. Yep, that new hotness. Do you, do, you, do you think that Colin Murray – Regret that he that he left millions on the table for baseball to come join football. I don't think he regretted, but if I was his daddy, I regret it. <laughs> like you need to get on that diamond, son. I mean, forty million—that's like guaranteed. And your body don't go through as much wear and tear. You don't go get you know. They got the concussion thing with the football. You don't gotta go through none of that. Right. He just gotta be ready to play at least a hundred and something games in the summer, right. catch and hit a baseball. I mean, or, or throw a baseball. I think he's a pitcher, ain't he? Yeah, he's a pitcher. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's easy money. I mean, it's a, a it's a lot more joint wear and tear and all that, but football is more risk and less guaranteed money. And right, if that's where his heart is. Hey, that's where his heart is. This how I feel about Colin Murray. The reason why he 100% committed to join the NFL, I believe out there a couple of, I'm not going to say a couple of GMs, a GM out there told him that we're going to draft you. And he would be the first person ever, ever to be drafted number one, I mean not number one, in the first round in baseball in the first round and football. So you're looking at football and baseball being a, a round one selection. Bo Jackson won a first round selection. Deion Sanders wasn't a first round selection. Oh. Neither of those guys. But Deion Sanders oh. watching this 30 for 30. He said he wished he was still playing baseball, but he said he's not that mad because he still got that gold jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Why Kyler Murray just didn't try to try to do a Deion or a Bo? Because both. Now, it's different now because these teams want you to be so committed to them. Like, for example, 
Russell Wilson plays plays baseball. He goes to the he goes to spring training. He was with the, I'll say who is he with now? The New, I think he's with the Yankees. I think he last year he was with the Texas Rangers. I think he was the New York Yankees. He goes to their spring training and still play baseball there in spring training. And once the NFL season starts up, he comes back and play football for the National Football League. And I remember Kyler Murray's what, 21-22? Now, if it don't pan out for him, if it don't pan out for him his first after his rookie contract season, he can always rely on baseball because at the end of the day, I think the Oakland Athletics is probably still on his rights because he did sign a, 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 a contract. True. So you think you can do go the Tim Tebow route? You know, if it don't work out, you know, go back to the, to the uh, to baseball. Yeah, so Tim Tebow playing single A ball for the New York Mets uh, team up there. And one person that people forgot who did this too. Um, remember the wide receiver that played for Notre Dame, Jeff Samarja? He was a pitcher. I believe he was a pitcher. When he left, he pit, he was pitching for the San Francisco Giants. And it worked out for him. He said he looked at what he would get as an NFL player. He looked at his baseball. The, the contract he get, got, he said, man, I, th- I, I can use $75 million more dollars in four years. So that's why he left football and became a pitcher in the, for MLB. And he said that's probably the best decision that he ever made in his life. A lot of people like Jeff Samarja, people like, who is that? He played for that Notre Dame Friars Irish. You don't know who he is? Look him up. Um, I just feel like a lot of things, you know, you got you to gotta make that decision. I feel like Kyler Murray, he knows what's best for him. But if it don't work out for him, he got baseball in his back pocket. Now, the tank for Zion Williamson is on. The tank is real. The tank is, <laughs> tank is real. For some teams, you look at the bottom three teams that's fighting for Zion Williamson with the worst records. The Knicks only won 10 games. The New York Knicks is on a 17-game losing skid. Wow. It always, I always laugh when people say ski, and I had to sit back and think about it. A 17 game losing <laughs> ski. They say ski, I always think of the foo foo stains in your nose. Right, right. That's how far they stink. <laughs> right. 17 games. The tank is real for the New York Knickerbockers. And the crazy sad part is the Dolans. Try to school y'all people on this. The Dolans on the New York Knicks, but y'all didn't know. Their family member is the owner of the Cleveland Indians, too. It's so crazy how good the Indians are doing, but the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks hasn't been relevant since 1999 of the infamous four-point play. The New York Knicks right. was hyped because they didn't get swept. Larry <laughs> Johnson did a four-point play to win the game. And what happened the next night? Avery Johnson said, we went on, we seen tight, we went on. We won the NBA championship, meeting the Admiral. And they had a young future Hall of Famer, Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Benny Del Negro. All them guys on that team. Sean Elliott. Look at that team. And that and the Knicks, the Knicks fans hasn't been hasn't been relevant. I think it's time for a new look for them. If they try to get if, if Zion do fall in their hands, that's good for them. They but got two Zion, max contract spots too. They They're hoping to get you know, KD or Kyrie. Now, I remember Chet D already told the Knicks no when he was a free agent before. So, 
well, he was a free agent before. What you think he's gonna do now? So like Kevin Kevin Durant's already telling people that that he doesn't he doesn't care about what's going on. Y'all came wildly with y'all with y'all locker rooms, with y'all arenas. He been he said I've been in everybody's arena. I've been to everybody's locker room. And his DC voice. I just want to play ball, man. I need you to play ball. So, the Knicks won 10 games. The Phoenix Suns won 11. Cavaliers won 13 games. It doesn't matter. We still got to rely on the ping pong balls. Now, if you had to, now, who, now before the season ended, New York Knicks win with about two or three more games. But at the end of the day, you still got to rely on the ping pong balls. If it was up to you, we ain't throwing no teams out there. We're going to let, we're gonna let Mark Sears tell y'all who should be the number one draft pick. Who's gonna be number two or number three? Then we're gonna we're gonna see what he says. I'm gonna tell you what I think. So I think kind of on the fence about this, but I like RJ Barrett better than I like Zion. I hate to admit it. I think his game is just more equipped for the league. You know, he's long, he's athletic. He can shoot the three. He, it just seems his the game come more natural for him. Even though I like him more, I think Zion just a freak of nature, so he can go number one. I think RJ Barrett should be number two. And uh, I think Cam Reddish, I think the Duke should have a sweep in the first three picks. Cam Reddish should be three. Ooh. All right, I agree with you on the two players. I'm going to say Zion is going to be number one because because whatever team he's go to, between the Knicks, Phoenix, and the Cavs, that that team automatically going to get seven televised, seven national televised games on ESPN. They're going to get another three more games on TNT, and possibly they're going to get everybody play on NBA TV. So you'll get two games on NBA TV. You're going to get that one night game on ABC. Now I I I'm going to with this on this. I think. R.J. Barrett may be the to me the overall number one consensus pick, just because he could do more. This um the Zion, yeah, Zion's a freak of nature. Another guy who who played, I don't think he ain't played on this type of level, but he did show some sparks from what he was doing in college was Anthony Bennett. They almost got this. They both built the same. Right, and that's why that's why I'm like on the fence about Zion, like, but he he way more athletic and got way more. Have, you know, competitive drive than Anthony Bennett. Like he, he played hard on offense and defense every play. So that's, but his body type kind of scared me. <laughs> yes, it does because he's one of them guys. Say if he get a year long injury. Remember Charles Barkley was built like an ox. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine if he get hurt, and he got to go rehab, and he tear something. God forbid that he tear anything. I don't want to wish injury nobody. Just an example, say if he get hurt, he missed six to eight months in the NBA. Can he can he maintain his weight? Will he be on a can he be on a stricter diet? Like there's certain things you gotta do when you're an athlete playing across the board. Can he take care of his body? Uh will he have the right nutritionist once he gets to take that next that next leap? He just remember he's gonna be playing like in college now he will play what more than what one or two games a week. You get to the NBA you're playing almost three to four or five games in a given week and on back-to-back nights. Is he ready for that? Is, is his body ready 
to take on that type of pain and endurance throughout an 82-game season. I, I think it, it probably is. Uh, um, but is his, is his uh, stamina going to be up for that? I think his body can probably handle the wear and tear, but I don't know about his, his stamina, you know, that constant up and down. Because, you know, in college, you know, they got, you know, what, 30 seconds on the shot clock. You know, it's, you know, they can run a zone. So, they you know, there's times in the game where he can rest. You know, in the NBA, it's, 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 in this day and age, it's run and gun, shoot the three, get, and get out of there. So, I don't know if his stamina is, is up for it. Right. I agree with you on that number one too. So I think, I think, of course, I'm gonna say this piggybacking. Zion will be number one draft pick. Number two gonna be R.J. Barrett, and that guy I really like in the draft is John Morant from Murray State. Them racers. My I ain't God, that. Like, I ain't mad at that. <laughs> if say if Zion is gone, and number one, the number two pick is the hardest pick. Like a lot of teams, a lot of teams in the. As a known fact, in the NBA, has messed up on number two draft picks. Portland Trailblazers. Uh, they they drafted Greg Odom <laughs> instead of Kevin Durant. Portland Trailblazers again. They drafted Sam mm. Bowie instead of Michael Jordan. I mean, <laughs> it is crazy how the number oh the Detroit Pistons. Drafted Dirk Millicent. So when you go down that list and people forget about stuff like that, yes, I took it back when Michael Jordan got drafted in 84. For Sam Bowie out of Kentucky. Elijah Wong was number one. Houston Wong with that because they got two rings out of them. Of course, you got the two rings. Yes, when Michael Jordan retired for them two seasons, but at the end of the day, he still got two championship rings. Sam Bowie was a was an injury case. From the first season to his last time he played in the NBA, he became a journeyman. And I'm just saying, number two, who would pick a who would pick a number two in the NBA? You got to be very, very careful of what you're doing. You just can't draft a player because of what he did based on collegiate basketball. You got to look at this player like, what he's going to bring to the table longevity wise. I don't know on that one though, because <laughs> nowadays in the league, you can pick somebody for longevity, but they may upset in a couple of weeks and they they won't out their contract. I, I'm waiting for the rookie to do it. Next is a rookie. A rookie gonna be like, I don't, I want to out this team. I want to be on another team. So rookie, well, if a rookie do that, that would be breaking news across. Everybody's headline phones gonna be chirping off the time and off. This, I think a rookie may do it eventually. It depends. It depends. Play a clutch member or not? If people, I can see a clutch, clutch sports member doing that, or a Rock Nation guy doing that. It could be one of those two guys. So we're looking at that. We he say R.J. Barrett number one, but we both know that Zion's gonna be number one draft pick. If you're a Knicks want him bad. New York Knicks got jerseys for everybody. Every time somebody come in town, they got jerseys made. They got a, they got a, a poster made. Kevin Durant, they had to take him down. Like, dude, Kevin Durant still playing for the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant's not thinking about the New York Knickerbockers. The New York Knickerbockers haven't won a championship 
since Phil Jackson, Jackson was a player. Phil Jackson was on the bench. Phil was on the bench. New York Knicks fans, I feel for you guys. Trust and believe. You know, we Cavaliers fans, we got one championship. Trust. We know how you feel. Tessa. Uh, next. Next two things we're going to talk about. Russell Westbrook. Ten straight games with triple-double. And you can mention with Will Chamberlain. That's Hall of Fame status. Next is James Harden with 30 games plus with 30 points plus. 30 games. You get your name into Will Chamberlain again. Your Hall of Fame status. Now, when you look at the triple-double, what's more impressive? Getting a triple-double in 10 straight games or getting a 30-plus points in 30 straight games? He asked Michael Jordan six championship rings. It's more, it's more, it's more tough. We knew. The man in Charlotte said six championships is more tough. Michael Jordan said six is tough. But Michael Jordan always asked like he went out there and won six championship rings by himself like he out there boxing. <laughs> like he they asked Michael Jordan, what's He thought he was doing a 2K commercial. But you see, six rings. Like, we know you got six championship rings. And it takes a team effort. They ask you about what these guys doing on an individually basis. And the crazy thing is, with James Harden and Russell Westbrook doing in the NBA, and what Marcus said last week, he said that Paul George is it. Should be the MVP. I sat down, I watched it, I looked at some of his numbers. I'm looking like, yeah, he should he should be definitely like the lead MVP to go along with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Just because Russell Westbrook's putting up triple doubles, is, well, it is impressive that Russell Westbrook has been doing it for three straight seasons. And I feel like he should get the MVP last year just because he did it again, and people thought he was wasn't going to do it. But James Harden put up thirty. But with James Harden put up the thirty points. Within so many, and so in those many games, last night they they had the game one. They could have sent him down. He was they he was thirsty to get that record last night. He scored eleven points, about and like within like a minute and two seconds. That's how thirsty he was to break that record. He didn't care about the, the team winning. He wanted that record. James Harden was more for self last night instead of just getting the win. You know what? I couldn't get the record, but it was fun while it lasted. This is more of I call. I love to say, a me guy. This is about me. This is right. Me. Yeah, James does have that that me mentality. You know, they asked him about the MVP. He said he need he need that two time MVP. Right. Even though at the time when they asked him, the team was like in the not doing well. He right. worried about getting the MVP status. So he right now what he's doing is kind of needed um, to keep them afloat. But it's not sustainable. He ain't gonna be able, he gonna run out of gas and then they ain't gonna get to where they ultimately they wanna go, which is to the finals. They mm-hmm. may get to the they may not even get to the Western Conference Finals if he keep going at the rate he going. Like because he also leads the league in missed shots and turnovers, which Again. You know what talks about. That boy got more turnovers than uh than Bojangles and McDonald's. And the, and when we talking about when I look at certain things going around, when I look at the MVPs, I'm like, okay, Jonathan Cooper has a good season too as well. Well, at the end of the day, these guys still got to go up against some big, bad Golden State Warriors, them boys from the Bay Area. When, when you look at certain teams who made some moves, okay, Toronto made their move, they got Marcus Saul, but they don't have, I still don't think they have enough to challenge the Golden State Warriors. 
can the Milwaukee Bucks challenge them? Even though they beat them in Milwaukee, but at the same time, yeah, y'all beat them one, one out of two times, y'all still got to play these guys for seven games. We're going to see how they're going to play. We know the Golden State Warriors don't have, have to be strong in bench anymore, but you still got to go against that big bad boy, Steph Curry. You got to go up against the other Spurs brothers, Clay Thompson, KD, Draymond Green, stop shooting that ball. Uh, you still got DeMarcus Cousins. Now, everybody's in sync. Draymond Green trying to get his shots off. That boy's airballing all the time. Yeah, his jumper broke. It been broke since, well, the last good game I seen Draymond Green have shooting was game seven of the 2016 finals. Right. And they lost that game. So, <laughs> But that's the last time I seen him make more than two jump shots consecutively. Before we wrap things up, we always say the best for last. You can't have a segment without talking about King James. It's impossible. LeBron James, the reason we you can't end this, they got beat really bad against the 76ers. And the reason I'm saying this about the 76ers, Rich Paul, Rajon Rondo, LeBron James, was at the Duke and Virginia game. And the funny, the sad part about it, Zion Williamson said he didn't know LeBron James was there when the game was over. So one of his teammates said, your big brother here, talking about LeBron James. <laughs> I thought it was funny because, to me, and people didn't get what he was one player trying to say, hey, they're here to recruit you. You're about to be with Clutch Sports. You're about to sign them line, right? <laughs> right. And, th- and the reason I brought this up because LeBron James went to go watch a collegiate player on a time where he should be getting ready for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, every time he go watch a kid in college, I, I think it's for the third time he did this, that his team lose the next following night. Hey, hey, LeBron, Clutch Sports, Spring Hill Entertainment, Board and the Athletes, stay away from the collegiate game. Get that locker room ready. <laughs> the Lakers, LeBron James love media attention. He loves being in that spotlight. I mean, if I was his position, I probably would too, but not like that. Zion don't need a LeBron James certification. You know what the scary part is? Imagine LeBron James went to college for one year. We looking at that in Zion Williamson. That's what yeah, it would have been exactly like that. Because in, in the long haul, Zion Williamson, if, if he has a successful career, he will be a much more complete player than LeBron James. Um, he got, he, uh, he's for sure. He got he, well at that time. He, LeBron, I mean Zion Williamson, do got big shoes to fill though to get to where LeBron James had his is. But in hindsight, just because he got that one year experience with the Coach K, would give him much more toolage in the NBA. He'd be coachable. LeBron James in the Leeds Los Angeles Lakers is being called for tampering. Like Magic Johnson said, I want to see, I want to see Ben Simmons from some couple Magic tricks in the offseason. Why do you want to see Ben Simmons? Because he's a clutch sports guy, with Rich Paul. And, and Brown already can't and told him, you asked him for the trade. I already told you no. I'm gonna tell you again, no. Brand not budge off him, but I do believe that if this is Ben Simmons, is Ben Simmons a free agent? Uh, this has got to be like his fourth year, or he got one more year to cover his contract. 
I think he got two more years. He got two more years? Maybe, maybe even three. <laughs> He's still on that rookie deal. <laughs> oh, because his first two years he got hurt, so it, so it goes over to that, I believe. Let's see. So, the Lakers are trying to build a team. Magic Johnson and the Lakers are trying to go to everybody's team and build a super team. I, everybody keeps saying, well, Paul George should have should have played with LeBron in LA. Paul George want to play with LeBron in Cleveland. And and the reason why Paul George probably didn't sign with LeBron in LA, like, dude, you told me you leaving. I am he's I'm cool. I'm gonna stay with Russell Westbrook. I'm gonna sign this contract. I can go fishing in Oklahoma with no problem with my PGs on and, and, and beat me. He don't understand none of them players like Paul George, he's from that area. They don't want to go back home because that brings more people to them. More tickets they gotta give out to family members. So they already know what the LA life is like. LeBron James just not living in it. He's soaking in the moment. But the sad part is will the Lakers have enough enough room for errors to make the run for the playoffs? Because right now they two and a half games out. The Sacramento Kings are in the A spot. Can they make a run? Because right now they're missing Lonzo Ball. If they're gonna make a run, they're gonna have to have more uh game winners like Rondo did against Boston. And I just don't see that happening. I mean, it's gonna be tough for them to get in. LeBron can't miss no more games. Exactly. They got the toughest schedule coming up. It's gonna be real difficult for them. They gotta get at least forty, what, forty-four wins in the West? 40, yeah. 44? So they had yeah. twenty, what, twenty-six, twenty-eight right now? That means if say LeBron James do win, they said for him to make the playoffs he but when they come back, I, I I think it'd be like 28 games left or 26 games left. For him to either be considered to be in that playoff run, LeBron James and that team, that Los Angeles, that they let – we're going to need to call them Los Angeles Lakers. That LeBron Lakers, they would have to at least win about 20-something so, 20 games to even to make a playoff spot. Yeah, they have to basically go like 20 and 8. That's crazy. Right. I don't even know if the – the 73 or 74 Warriors team had a streak like that. Well, they made, I think they started off pretty good. So, but that's the type of run that the Lakers, the Lakers will have to go on to make the playoffs. And the scary part about that, the Golden State Warriors is streaking again. What's an 11 or 12 game winning streak now? Yeah, it's looking easy, easy. They played around and won the, the other night. Like, I don't even think they was as interested in winning. <laughs> they right. still won. So, we're going to wrap this up. We had to leave with this. Boy, Mayweather. The money, man. All the blackface stuff. Everybody putting their blackface stuff down. You know, it's disrespectful to the African-American community. It's a disappointment to this guy. Floyd Mayweather is in the Gucci store. TMZ come up to him and say, Hey, Floyd, did you hear about what's going on with Gucci? What you mean? What's going on? And you know, a lot of people, I'm looking at the comments, oh, he can't read and write, that's why he didn't hear about it. <laughs> he said, I'm, a, I'm not going to say what he said, but for people out there, go on his Instagram, or no one, go on Tim Z Sports, and look at what Floyd Mayweather said about Gucci. He said, I don't care. And she said, it's still racist that the goes along the world. We know that. And he said, I'm going to do what, what I'm going to do anyway. I don't care what none of y'all got to say. I'm still buying Gucci. He told the cameraman, follow me, let's go to the Gucci store. He said, look at me, I'm dripped all in Gucci. Dude had about 20 bags. 20 Disappointing. Bags. He doesn't care. 
He's going to do him. I've seen some of the comments is agreeing with Floyd Mayweather. Oh, yeah, you a grown man. You can spend your money how you want to. But at the same time, the people who's making these clothes is, is disrespecting your race. Not your race, our race. Because the guys that sit in front of these cameras, known as podcasts, are both African-American. Right. You're disrespecting them. They're not making nothing with white faces on it, with big red lips. That is disrespectful. There, you, it's no, there is nobody that looks like that. Right. It's just disappointing because he he's a, a major figure in the culture. You know, he, he's a, a black businessman. You know, he's a hell of a boxer. You know, he comes from nothing to something. And instead of, you know, taking a stand, you know, and, and you know, giving the people, you know, mainly the kids that look up to him and say, hey, this is not cool. You know, we got to be proud of who we are. You know, and a brand is not above us as a people he falls right into the trap and goes spent even big draco said he was giving his gucci away right. but Floyd mayweather just does not see the logic in it doesn't see the disrespect in what gucci did right. i mean i think ti said just for three months three months at least come on the next day this man is in the gucci store and, you know gucci not the only people who's doing this katie perry shoes got pulled off the shelf she has shoes made like that with the black face on it too her stuff got pulled. Montclair yeah, stuff got pulled. Prada pulled the key rings off their bags. Their stuff got pulled. I mean, Kanye West did his best on his CD. Racism still alive. They just concealing it. On that note, folks, I'm Tay Wiggs. I'm out of here. This is Mark Senior. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the After Hours Live from Man Cave Podcast. Please subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Peace.